Cubs Astros recap. We dive into really our first state of the team. Now 40 plus games in right now. You are locked on Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show and be a part of our Locked On Cubs community by following on all audio platforms. And you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans taking our passion into a discussion with you. On all things Cubs. Houston, the Cubs have a problem as the Cubs lost the second of two games of the series. This time, 7-3 to three to the Astros on Tuesday. Justin Steele with his first rocky outing of the season. Uh, but even still, he struck out eight and walked one. Did allow that five runs on five hits, however. Madrigal, Swanson, and Happ were all 0 for 4. Hosmer was 0 for 2. Suzuki and Mervis each posted two hits, including a home run which was the first of Mervis's uh, career. We'll break down some more highlights as we as we move along here. Sam, a lot to get into. Yeah, one of those games that just doesn't really irk me. Um, I expected it. I, I expected Javier to be tougher on the Cubs than Framber. Um, you know, for me, in my head, these games were lost uh, against Miami, against Washington, against Miami, and against St. Louis. Uh, this team continues to show the inability over the last, this is now year three of this, the inability to stop the bleeding, right? Last year, hey, if you just take away that 10-game that losing streak, we're a 500 club. Year before, 11 games losing streak. Well, now you've lost 13, not 18. It's, it's starting to get there now. And, uh, right. you know, I thought Steele wasn't as bad as his numbers. He had one bad inning, which is tough. Um, you know, a lot of doubles in the gap, but he struck out eight, which is a nice sign. I'm going to give him a pass because he's been terrific. Yeah. And, and you know, I thought the Cubs hit the ball a little bit better than their numbers. Swanson hit a ball that may or may not have been caught. Um, but, you know, you're, you're playing a team that's obviously better than you. You're, you're in a funk, and, and this is what happens. And it's, it's tough right now. And, um, you know, I don't really have any, any deeper t- takeaways than that. I thought Birdie did not look good in his first uh, appearance out of the bullpen. Uh, that's a small takeaway. I thought Mervis had a very nice game. It's starting yeah. to grow into it a little bit. Not not just his homer. He had a homer. He flew very deep to center field, and then he had a base hit. So uh, along with a strikeout. So yeah, you know, I th- I thought you were really thoughtful the other day about a hundred at bat report card for him. Yeah, you, you know, Ryan Sandberg was like, I'd have to, I should have looked this up, but he was like ten for a hundred, his first hundred yeah. abs. Yeah, Willie Mays. You know, you have to, you have to. You know, I'm I'm not gonna evaluate Mervis to that steep of a level anytime soon. No, it's uh, just so really encouraging signs with him. Yeah, it's just not good right now. I mean, you're 19 and 23. I think, you know, we'll talk about it in the in the second part of the show. But you know, I, from, from this specific game, you know, it just again, it's just it, it go it goes as expected. You got to figure out a way to stop the bleeding, and that's where. You know, my emphasis on Monday night with, you know, using Fulmer in a tie game late, it's like, 
Who knows if you're going to have another opportunity to win a game series, right? Mark Leiter Jr. hasn't pitched since Friday. Now, now you're hitting the part where you got to get him again. You got to, he's got to pitch tomorrow regardless of the score uh, yes. because he hasn't pitched. And, you know, it's Five just – days, yeah. And, and, and the other thing I noticed today, and I know that this is eye-rolling to a lot of people because everybody always says it when things are going bad, but I'm, I, I noticed it. A lot of down faces, bad body language, uh, steel, Swanson, wisdom. Those were the three I took away. Wisdom, okay. just, just defeated. And, and, you know, you need a lift. You, I don't know if it's a players-only meeting. I don't know if it's whoever the internal leader is on this team. But, you know, you keep hearing about that's the one thing about this team. They play hard for Rossi. This, this, that doesn't seem like there's much leadership. They pan to the clubhouse right after the final out, the third out on Wisdom's call third. And, I mean, Ross sprinted into the clubhouse. Um, it just it just doesn't seem like it's a very good vibe right now. But, hey, you've lost 13 out of 18, so it shouldn't be. Um, Correct. I, 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 I'll sit here, I promise. I promise our listeners. I'll let you know when I'm done. I'm not done yet. But but they got to stop the bleeding. And, and you know, I, I'm not really sure how to do that. I don't know if it's a game where Smiley or somebody just says, hey, guys, ride on my back. I'm going seven shutout. I don't know if, you know, you know, Ian Happ hits two homers or something like that, where you just somebody needs to step up and say, you know, blank it, you know, blank some, this. Some, sometimes it is that simple. Yeah, blank this. We got to find a way to win this game because right, our season's slipping from us. You know, Milwaukee won today. They're five games up now. Wow. Wow, weren't they trailing early in that in that contest? No, Milwaukee won a one-run game late because there was first and third one out in the eighth inning. They brought in their star closer, and he got five outs. We don't have a guy like that. Wow, that's impressive, you know, man. You win a lot of one-run games when you have a guy that comes in and gets the job done, 19 out of every 20 ball games. Yeah, and, and they, they just really need to get a win right now. Um, however that bird. happens is good. It's not birdie. And... Uh, Great call on the the Valdez versus Javier thing. You know, yeah. right when we went off, when we recorded live Monday night, I was thinking even more about that. And, you know, even not that we could have said more on it, but yeah, I mean, you're Vegas, right there against one of the best pitchers in the game. Yeah. And they just couldn't do it. This was a, a matchup that was worse, despite the, the just the pure numbers of sure. it. Sure. Javier and, and, was a worse matchup. You said it. Uh, you're all, you know, your instincts were right there. You knew that from the get go, and if, to knock Valdez out after four or five poor poor innings was extremely rare. He hadn't done that in so so long, so many starts, and um, you know maybe that ends up the game only game of the series. They truly were in the mix. You know, you hope they salvage the series on Wednesday. They go up against a rookie pitcher. Um, Drew Smiley, you know, he, he's in his 27th year in the league. <laughs> he's been awesome. And, um, but yeah, they, they do need to stop the bleeding, so to speak. And uh, so many offers tonight, um, you know, Master Boney tonight hit seventh appallingly. Although Bellinger was had the gym shoes on today, hopefully he's back Wednesday. To me, it's to me it's Madrigal and Hosmer and Barnhart walked twice tonight, Sam, after uh, <laughs> allowing a, a, a pass ball. Uh, which I believe the official score has as a wild pitch. Yeah, yeah. It, we can see it, it was a pass ball player. And, yeah, uh, I mean, anytime you know, the ball – anytime Four the ball, straight games, the Cubs have um, allowed a run in the first frame. Anytime the ball bounces, they're going to give it a wild pitch, even though it, right. I agree with you it shouldn't have been. Um, yeah, just going back to Javier, I mean, he, even Vegas supported it, right? 
Valdez v. Tyone. Valdez was minus 190. Javier v. our best pitcher by a large margin, only down to minus 180, right? So, like, wow. they, you know, it's – and to people that are wondering why, why'd you say that? Because the Cubs struggle up. They struggle up in the zone. Up, up, up. They're, they're, they've been really good against lefties, and they're pretty good against anything that's not up. And Javier's a righty, and he features everything up. So that's it's it's no he's no different than Joe Ryan. Uh, Joe Ryan who, who pitched on Saturday right. And, right. and shoved against the Cubs. It's it's the same type of thing. So, but well, like I said, I didn't I didn't think they were overmatched tonight. I just don't think okay. they produced that much. And nice to see Suzuki at a homer versus a lefty late. Um, okay. he, he's hitting the ball well. He's he's our best hitter versus lefties right now. Right. So Chris Morrell, uh, Christopher Morrell. We're just going to zoom in on him here. Uh, as well, he's yeah. ten for thirty now. Uh, in his yep. first seven ball games back, thirteen of those twenty outs are strikeouts. Yep, thirteen of twenty. Yeah, pun intended. Astronomical. How yeah. do you strike out that much? Yeah, this is who Morell is. Um, this is why the Cubs had him in the minor leagues because they're trying to figure out a way to get this done. But because the team was hemorrhaging so badly, uh, they had to bring him up. Um, and, and and Ross actually said this. I don't know if it was on 670 today. I just read the quote somewhere. Like, you just have to live live with the good with the bad with him. He's still valuable because the team is struggling and he provides massive pop. Um, but But it's a problem because it feels like like for example, today you look at the box score. Say, oh, Morell had another double. That double came in the ninth inning. You know, on just a, right. a a guy that was trying not to walk people. And 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 that Valdez homer on Monday was a was a great swing, but that was a mistake. But you can make a lot of money as long as you make sure you hit the mistakes. Is he if he True. continues to hit the mistakes at this rate, he'll be fine. I think he needs to hit a little bit lower in the order, uh, but without Horner, you know, he's a better leadoff option than Madrigal's five thirty five OPS. Um, I would – I'm more concerned about Morrell defensively. I think they're kind of overdoing this utility thing because they have to, and it just doesn't seem like he feels like he's – I don't feel like he's close to being average at any of these positions. Wow. But that stuff will 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 work itself out. Right now you just need his bat in the lineup. And, you so know, like hopefully- too many positions? Yeah, I just think I'd like to see him just get a shot at like the infield for a bit, just see if that right. works. But right. you know, where is he going to play? It, it would be third, right? Because I, you know, I Horner, thought so. When Horner comes back, he's going to be your second base. For man, some so. reason, they have Morell at second, uh, burning a hole through Mervis's glove, and Magical at third. <laughs> well, Magical's uh, played a nice third, to be fair. I know, but just in terms of velo and and arm talent. It doesn't add up, but and just, I, just get another, I get it. And just it, another thing that if it was a close game would have ruined my night. When Nick Magical is batting and he has a 3-2 count, I don't care if William the Refrigerator Perry is at first base, the runner should be on the move. Yeah, just to put him in motion. No, because because you wh- why do you run on a 3-2 count? Is to put him in motion and avoid a double play. Right, why avoid two outs instead of one. And why don't you run in that situation is because you're afraid of a strikeout. The the percentage, just play the percentages. That's it. That's all I got. I'm done. Okay. Smiley versus France on Wednesday, and we're going to break down this Cubs start, uh, but do it with a little bit of a twist, Uh, and we're going to do that 
coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by So Rare, a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com, to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and play this revolutionary fantasy game. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. The Cubs play the Astros at 7.10 p.m. Central Wednesday, and you can listen every pitch with the Cubs' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. On the SXM app, search Cubs or tune into Channel 844 and catch the Cubs all season long on SiriusXM. A few questions that I have, Sam, right now about the Northside Baseball Club, uh, sort of state of the team, state of the union right now as the team sits four games under 500. I'd like to know a few things. One, is this season playing out in a similar fashion as each of the last two? Yeah. Is there a lack of intuition? Is there a lack of seriousness? Is there a lack of leadership? Mm -hmm. Is there a disconnect between players and coaches? Is there a disconnect between players and front office? The players seemed to enter the year genuinely excited to play and filled with real belief that they could do some damage. Mm -hmm. That was my belief on the player side. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be aligning with what's occurring in the dugout, perhaps on Clark and Addison. Yeah, I don't. I, I there's a lot of questions there, but the, the yeah, short, don't it's not not to answer. Just for yeah, the short answer is no. I don't think it's. I don't think this is anything to do with they're not trying to win and they're not serious. That that I I don't. I think it's zero percent that. I think that they believe internally. I think Jed Hoyer believes that they're much more like the fourteen and ten team than this team. Um, when you say the word unserious, I think the, the decision so far by the manager and the roster construction have been unserious, but I don't think it's intentionally unserious. I think it's just malpractice and reprehensible at your job. Okay. Um, look, the way I'll break it down for you is this. You have hit a really bad funk. The last two years, you were in a really bad funk. And, you know, you lost your season. I think it was, what was it, June of in 21? And it was yeah, right around... And it was right around this time in 2022. I, I feel like that a, a lot of that is on your skipper to try and just minimize these bad streaks. And, and the players have to play as well. You are, what are they, 19 and 23 now? You know, you have to, right. the key right now is to take everything, these first 42 games, and flush them. And say, I, I don't know what we are. Let's start this. Let's start this season over. Find a way to win a game on Wednesday. Find a way to steal a series in Philly. If you were to do that, if you were to do that, you'd be 22 and 24 coming home. And then you have six straight home games against a a struggling Mets team and a a not a very good Reds team. 
All of a sudden, you take four out of six there, maybe even five out of six. You're back over 500 before you hit another gauntlet of tough games. Tampa, the Padres, the Angels on the road, the Giants. But again, you have to hang around as long as you can. I promise you they're they're going to play well again. The question is, is by the time they play well again, is it going to be too late? That's why every game here in the next, I don't know, couple of weeks becomes paramount. Because to me, I think the rest of the month, I don't have an exact number. But like if they were to, let's say, lose out on this trip and go back home and they're 19 and 27, that's probably about it for me. Um, You know, so. Well, yeah, that's a big hit. Yeah. So so you'd like to steal a game or two and. yeah, they were out of it a lot earlier last year. They were probably late April last year. Yeah, yeah, right. That's right, when right. they lost that uh, three out of four after winning that twenty-one nothing ball game. Yeah, it was uh, to just... Pittsburgh. But um, yeah, you know, I, I I think that's where we we have to zoom in at this point. You know, obviously, um, you know, I'm I'm familiar with the flush it mentality just in terms of being a coach and. Uh, I think it's very necessarily, especially in this sport, with how often it is and how much failure there is. And um, if you do get in a rut, it sometimes it is that simple about trying to bring the room together and right. winning a game and however you do it, however ugly it is. And, you know, it was a similar vibe at this point last week. They got that that midweek game against St. Louis and you felt better. You felt like, hey, they needed that one. Right. Uh, so it's deja vu all over again, as Yogi Berra would say. As the great Yogi Berra would say. And perhaps that's the title of today's episode. I'll have to figure that out. But uh, <laughs> it's it's hard because I, I even saw you fielding some questions, you know, tonight on Twitter. And I don't know if I'm ever going to be out, like capital O out, because – as a diehard fan, I just don't know if that exists. Right. In terms of being in the mix as a contending club that's in some type of conversation, you know, that point could be coming sooner than we thought. And it could be coming in a matter of days, which is highly unfortunate. Right. That is the impact that the last two weeks had. Because this was this was the gauntlet part, as you said. Right. You know what happened in Miami and DC, and uh, it's it's tough because I love this team. Uh, I'm still excited when the first pitch is thrown at seven ten, like it has been this week, or six forty next week when they go back to the friendly confines. Right. Um, but they're in, they're they're having a lot of tough times right now. And to pile it on, there's many cases and examples where they just shouldn't be. You know, how is it possible that 42 games in, they're the third strongest group metrically? Yeah. How is that possible? Oh, uh, yeah. it's That's starting to fade. And so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. So I, I, I had to pour my heart out a bit there, dude. I, yeah, you know... I'm never going to be out on this club. No, don't I, you dare. No, I think out too out in- too much, too much. I've been through with this team. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to get a little emotional here, but but I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna be here. Well, yeah, I, I'm I- gonna be here. I'm gonna be doing <laughs> this show. 
I'll be here every summer night. Uh, uh, if it t- if I have to do more laps around my complex, I will just to survive. Yeah, I think out means more more in the Falmer sense. just allowed another hit. <laughs> I think out means more in the sense of just like knowing yeah, that, what this, does that mean? this is un you know that they're not going to gotcha. win. Gotcha. Which I'm not at, but I mean, of course, we're going to be watching the games and things like that. So and if you if that point does reach, you're, so you're going to make that public. Oh, I'll make that public when I okay. believe that right. the season is over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, all right. Well, that's leave them, leave them laughing. So, uh, coming up next, <laughs> coming up next, we are going to go over some prospects as we look down on the farm uh, for really the first time this week. And excited to do that. Check out uh, some new lists by MLB Pipeline and a update on a certain outfield prospect that maybe gets uh, discussed a little bit less than the others. Stay tuned. We have a new sponsor here on Locked On Cubs, and we're really excited to be showcasing their products. And that company is Bird Dogs. Fit, comfort, versatility. If that is what you like in your clothing, you have to try Bird Dogs right now. They sent us products to our uh, homes here and uh, just got delivered today, as a matter of fact. Um, Do you want to look and feel better wearing shorts, pants? Uh, Do you want that stretchy fabric? Do you want a more comfier uh, look and feel? Do you want the freedom to to wear one pair of shorts or pants? Out, out going uh, on the driving range or going out or going to a work meeting or or watching a Cubs game, then you have to try Bird Dogs, okay? And there's just an absolutely incredible deal right now at birddogs.com slash MLB. That's B-I-R-D-D-O-G-S dot com slash MLB. And when you enter the promo code, They'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. So you got to go to birddogs.com slash MLB, enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB, and try Bird Dogs today. Locked On Cubs is now on SiriusXM, and you can listen to every pitch this season with the Cubs hometown broadcast on SiriusXM, on the SXM app, or Channel 844. MLB Pipeline produced new rankings earlier this week for both the top 100 in all of baseball and per each team. Cubs have a new look in terms of where people are ranked. And now a a top four of Pete Pro Armstrong, Cade Horton, Kevin Alcantara, and Jordan Wicks. Matt Mervis shot up to fifth, followed by Ben Brown, Brendan Davis, Jackson Ferris, Christian Hernandez, and... Alexander Canario rounding out the top 10. And in the 12th spot, Sam Owen Casey, the centerpiece of the U Darvish trade. He's with the Smokies right now at double A. He's slashing 293, 384, 576 with seven home runs and seven doubles. So by all accounts, including win-loss record for these affiliates, uh, down on the farm is going mostly well for the Cubs. 
Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we forget to shift our focus there. Um, you know, PCA being top 15 is really cool. I think we were, you know, one of the first outlets that was like, hey, uh, he is greatly underrated and underranked. And uh, it, sure. it was really, you know, it's nice to see him get that recognition. When you see a guy like Horton that high early on, that's a really Crazy. good sign that, yeah, that means people are really, you know, think that he's really, you know, top notch. So, um, I think it's pretty good. I, I think they've done a good job. I mean, Davis has struggled, like you mentioned, but overall, I, I think everything on the farm right now is going according to plan. It's just it, it's hard to get there with the way that they've struggled at the big league level, right? It's just frustrating. Shout out to the everydayers who are with us all five episodes throughout the week, and you can become an everydayer by checking us out each and every weekday. We'll be back on Thursday recapping Cubs Astros and taking a look ahead to the rest of the week. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Lockdown Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast on the audio side. He's Sam Olbert. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Lockdown Cubs.